All right, we're all here. Okay, fantastic. And uh, thanks, listeners, and welcome to the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast, episode 18. Can you believe it, Mark? 18. I cannot believe it. Nearly. What I can't believe is uh, like a volume. You can't hear me. I cannot. Oh, now that's funny because that's not what people say. Yeah. Now yeah, you can. Man. We're good to go. That's all happening. Well, I'm going to have fun today because I've got two marks. I've got one mark, who we all know, Mark Wilmot from MRWS, Instrument Supplies. <laughs> And we've also got Mark Wilkes from Village Music and the awesome Buzzbox Guitars. How are you, Mark? Not too bad, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Mark. Yeah, g'day, Mark. <laughs> I'll just walk away. You guys can mark it up. Mark it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mate, it is, it's fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, it's, I've been looking at all your stuff through, you know, for, for quite a while now through, um, through Facebook and Instagram and uh, the, the the work coming out, mate. You are definitely punching out those guitars. They are, they are oh. happening and looking great. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now yeah. we'll, we'll get the logistics out of the way because what we like to do first is just basically we'll chuck out all the information of where people can actually find you, Mister Wilkes. Where can we find you? Um, yeah, well, just just buzz, just search Buzzbox Guitars. So it's online there. It's the actual site is Buzzbox Music. Dot com dot au. and uh, but you just you know as I say just search Buzzbox Guitars and uh, you know, if you're in Sydney Australia well, you can find me at Village Guitar which is in your know, southern suburbs of Sydney so, um, yeah it's just a small shop front there we do a lot of guitar teaching but I've got a you know, front there and workshop where everything's made so you can find me there as well fantastic Mr Wilmot where are we going to find you um right now in the kitchen but no generally um. I'm at MRWSinstruments.com, uh, Devil's Hands Workshop, Mortal Coil Pickups and Guitars. Which pickups? Which pickups? Mortal Coil Pickups and Guitars. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> oh, like that. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at Birdwood uh, Guitars on Instagram, on Facebook, on just let's just type it in somewhere and it'll come up. I'll, I'll have Scott, I'll have planes riding it in the sky at some stage we all know that so uh fantastic let's get back to the man of the hour mr wilkes your shop where now i missed where it was um because we had a big bump upstairs where is it actually um where's it actually set yeah it's in southern suburbs of sydney so it's in oakley and um yeah village guitar is the is the actual shop front oh fantastic yeah, so I do a lot of you know teaching there and um, repair work, and, and that's where the workshop is for you know, Buzzbox guitars. So you're a guitar teacher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What helps? I don't know. I don't know anything else. You know, just how to how to play guitars, how to make guitars, and how to fix them up. That's all well, I can English do. English is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure why, but I had I have for some bizarre reason this thought that you were located on the central coast. And I've got, nah. I've got no idea why. I've, from day dot, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I just saw Oatley, and I thought Oatley was on the central coast. I don't know why. That's just yeah. that's bizarre. Uh, so no, we, it's down, down on the you know, George's River, Sydney. You know, so um, yeah, nice, nice little spot. We have got a beautiful, beautiful sunset here now at the moment. So it's a nice spot to be sitting. Oh, love it. Yeah, I don't know. It's about, it's still about twenty degrees. Been a nice day. The rain's cleared up. I'm just sitting in the backyard watching the sunset and the magpies and having a beer. 
Oh, there's nothing about that sentence I didn't like. <laughs> well, we were, well, we were expecting that that awful rain to come through today, and we were umming and ahhing about um, going out this morning, uh, the family and I, and we ended up going to um, basically taking the taking the plunge and um, heading to Blacktown. They went that that medieval fair, right? And that was fantastic. Like we'd been three times, but this year it was this year it was even better. Like there was just more there. It was more happening, and it was, and the weather stayed really nice. I mean, I'm still in a, what is it, nearly five o'clock now, and I'm still in a short sleeve. I'm in a short sleeve t-shirt, so it's, it's not much of an autumn. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Which is very, very nice. So let's talk about your cigar box guitars, mate. What? Um, how did you get into them? So we know you're a music teacher, but what, what led you to cigar box guitars? You know, I mean, I'd always done repair work, and I've, you know, I've repaired guitars for about thirty years. You know, and I just was—I suppose I was looking for something else to do. You know, when, when you're teaching, you're teaching a lot of kids after school, so you got a lot of time during the day, and um, and I was just looking for something to do, and you know, came across these things, and uh, I mean, I just thought, wow, I reckon I could do that. You know, and just had a go, and you know, three hundred later, I've, you know, I'm kind of hooked. <laughs> and how long ago did you start? Oh, I started in 2012. Yeah, so I've been doing it a few years now. Yeah, it's longer than me. That's two, probably two years, two years longer than I've than I've been doing them. Yeah. And then, and the thing, I think the thing that I really like about your guitars is, like, you when you see one, I think you know it's like you know it's yours. There's uh, no doubt about that. You know, it's like I mean, apart from I mean, you've got that fantastic branding on the headstock, which I'm yet. Uh, I'm yet to still, still try and do. I just, I, it's just for me. It's just I don't know why. I, I'm, I've got to get my ass in gear and actually do it seriously because it's. it's uh, I'm letting it go. But that the the um the the branding for you on the headstock with the with the Buzzbox guitars is absolutely fantastic with the with the black yeah, and the white. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I do I do like the idea of you know creating an image, you know, mm. making the thing look like it's mine. Yeah, um, you know, because the reality is, wherever you're living, you know, if it's Australia or it's the US or Europe, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there making them. Mm. And um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not doing it for a hobby. I'm, I'm doing it to make money. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, I needed something to make it stand out from everyone else's, if you like, and um, you know, just create something that was mine. So, I mean, just that branding. You know, I got um, you know, there's a there's a brilliant artist in, in Sydney. And his name's Sid, um, Cindy Sin, and he just does all this kind of graffiti kind of art. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got him to do that, you know, logo sort of stuff and, you know, he did a great job of that. So, you know, it's been nice to, yeah. to be able to use that and, and get it to stand out, you know. Well, I think the thing that I like about the logo the most is the fact that it's, it, it's the simplicity of it too. It's just a very simple-looking uh, logo, but it's very effective. It's quite um, – it really stands out. Uh, but at the same time, it's not gaudy. I don't think it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hit you in the eye and you kind of look at it and go, oh, okay. that's a bit yep. that's a bit much. Or, you know, it's it's just very, it really just says, this is who I am. And I, 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 I really like the idea of that. So I keep turning around Thanks. trying to come up with designs and things like that. And, and everything at the moment is just that little bit too, <laughs> you know, that little bit too busy. You know, yep, I, think, oh, yep. I just want to simplify. So, you know, um, and, and I suppose the first time that I came across one of your guitars was 2015. There was the Ukulele Festival up at Katoomba, um, and I had a I had a stall up there uh, with the guitars. 
And um, I was having a chat to a family, and the, the little guy was so excited. And he saw the cigar, he saw the cigar box guitars I was doing, and he went, "Oh wow!" You know, because you don't, I mean, you don't see them all the time. You know, so when he saw them, he dragged his dad over and he went, "Oh, dad, dad, dad! Look, that, that, this is the the guitars." Da, da, da. He said that it's a bit like mine, and he ran off and he brought his back. And I think it was, I actually think from memory, it was actually a ukulele. Uh-huh. That you'd done, and it was. I was really impressed. I kind of, I looked at it. and He went, "Oh wow, you know," and it was a sturdy little thing. Like it was really, really sturdy. And I just really, I was very impressed with the, like with the build quality. It was. It wasn't like I've tried a few other cigar box guitars and things like that. And every now and again, and you look at them and you go, "Well, if I drop this thing, it's going to break." Or if I if I bring the string tension up a little high. You know, I'm worried that the neck's going to snap off and hit me in the face. Yeah. But, you know, which, you know, let's, which I don't have a problem with, really. It's, it, you know, I mean, there are people out there that, you know, that, that do it as a craft and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, with anything, I think you've got to be, if it feels, if it feels delicate, be delicate with it. If it, you know, if it feels sturdy, you know, you can probably, you know, kick it across a football over and it'll keep coming back and still stay in tune. And that's how I felt. When I when I felt your guitar, it was a really sturdy item, but it wasn't heavy. But uh-huh. you, you knew that it was like it was substantial, and it was um, uh, a, I think it was a Romeo and Juliet box. Um, I'm sure it was a Romeo and Juliet box. I don't think it was a Punch, but oh, yeah. Yeah. but they're all yeah. the same. And Punch and Romeo and Juliet are the same. I mean, they're basically the same box. Um, but you tend to prefer the Romeo and Juliet. Um. I guess because I'm just making a few, you know, I mean, I, I'm sort of, you know, regularly pumping them out. I'm looking for something consistent that I can work with. Yeah. And those, you know, those Romeo and Juliet boxes, they, they're just around. You know, you mm. just get them, all, get them all the time. Whereas mm. um, I sort of move away a bit from one-offs because I like to make a few a week. And, you know, just from, it's just economics, you're just trying to make a few, so all the same. So you're looking for a similar-sized box. And, um, you know, those Romeo and Juliet ones seem to work. So they were good for ukuleles. And um, I make one of sort of my budget cigar box guitars out of a smaller Romeo and Juliet box with yeah. a slightly smaller scale length as well. And, um, you know, that, um, they're just around. Like, I, I can just get onto eBay and buy 50 at a time. You know, oh, yeah. That same, bo- same box, you know. Yeah. So um, just means they're there, ready to go. I don't have to sort of mm. hunt around for them before I can start making something. Yeah. And you're using Tassie Oak for the next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I forget, you know, I'm at markets and things, people go, oh, where did you get this timber from? You know, yeah. is it salvaged from somewhere? And I just go, yeah, it's this place, place I find well, around here. It's at, it's at Kirawee. It's, um, it's called Bunnings. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, but, but let's be honest. Let's be, let's be very, very honest about this, though. There is a challenge in buying timber from Bunnings. Let's be honest. Are you one of the people like, because I, I do. I'm the same as you. I love, I love Tassie Oak. It's very manageable. It's very workable. It's it's very strong. It's got a nice straight grain. Mark's probably shaking his head at me at the moment. It's boring. It, no, you know what? I'm going to say it's a neutral template. It's a neutral <clears throat> template that you can play around with, and I like that. But I've actually, well, I'm a I've actually, yeah, I know. See more Tassie oak in houses than I'll ever want to see again. I hate that stuff. <laughs> it's a carpenter's nightmare. <laughs> But do you? Why, why would you say that? Is it just because it's 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 so abundant? It's, it's abundant, um, and I don't know. You've seen some of my builds, and you, you've seen that stuff I come out with. Yeah. And I, I love exotic Australian timber. Yes, some of their hardwoods are amazing. And you know, look, I understand why they use it. But look, Tassie oak 
isn't an oak. It's about five, six different species of timber. Yep. Um, uh, was it eucalyptus regnans or something it's called? Yep. You, what? Eucalyptus rectums? It work, but I don't remember the last time I found a piece that was. I didn't have to work straight. Did oh, I was just about to... Well, that's, that was my point. That was my point. So I'm one of those loons that goes to Bunnings and I'll sit there with the peak with the length of Tasmanian oak and I'm holding it. I'm looking it down the lengthways and I'll turn it on the side and I'm looking at it and I'm lying it on the floor and I'm, you know, and I think people walk past me looking and going, it's just skirting timber or you're just going to put it on a window. So what are you doing? Okay, it's for a guitar neck. And they look at you and go, oh, really? But it's just, it's... I've yeah. never had a... In all honesty... I, I've I've never had a problem with Tasmania, you know, and I I use other woods as well personally, but I've never ever had a problem with Tasmania, you know. And here's the here's the big thing. People, He's seen it. Well, people who are in the mar- who go to the markets or people who are buying online haven't seen it as much as we've seen it, so they're not used to it. I mean, what's the difference between that and don't shout at me, Mark, when I say this, please? But Mark Wilmot, what's the difference between that? Tasmanian oak in the colour once it's all oiled and once it, you know, it's it's made, you know, it looks sharp and nice. And don't hit me, maple. To the to the average buyer, what's the difference? Yeah, and I, I find also that I mean, what I mean in the end, I, I would like to to be able to use you know something perhaps nicer, but you know I'm, I'm not that clever. Where am I going to find it? You know, I'm going to get it milled up. I'm going to get you know hundreds of pieces made at once and milled, and um, you know, I mean, I, I don't have um, anything to you know to 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 bring anything down to size. You know, I, I, so it's just very, it's just easy. I can just go and buy it. I can buy it in the lengths I want. And yes. um, you know, and, and and again, just just from a cash point of view, you know, I can just go and buy five bits. I can make five guitars. You know? That's it. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's easy like that. Whereas, I mean, sometimes, and I, and I have done this with, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll buy, I've done it with Mark. You know, bought fretboards off Mark. You know, yeah. and, and tried something a bit different. To, so you get that change of look. Um, but but I think people also too, when you say you know what's the neck, when they ask what's the neck made of, and you say Tassie oak, well they kind of think oh it's strong, you know it's got to be good, you know. And I'll make a point of saying that it is, it's structurally strong and well, you know, use it, run, it in runs right through the body, so you yeah. know it's really it's it's what the whole guitar is made from, really. I mean, let's yeah. face, you know, if it's holding up a wall, it's got to be somewhat strong, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a, look. I'm a fan of Tassie oak. I'm 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 with you on that. And I, I probably use Tasmanian oak on. Oh look, I'd say eighty percent of my builds for sure. Um, and then with the fretboards, that's usually where I'll I'll you know I'll be using Mark with that. Thank you so much for that Blackwood again to the, this week, mate. That was just fantastic. Um, lucky, for, lucky for you, Adam. I've just, I'm just about to cut up a whole bunch more. Yeah, well, just let me know because you know I'll get them. I'll get another four off you um, oh, mate, straight away. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Wilkes, Mark. I, I, I tend, Mark and I tend to do our orders online when we do this anyway, too. So, just <laughs> <laughs> yes, saves no, me no, doing an email talk. later. <laughs> but yeah. um, the thing I really like about it is that is like I, I mean, I've got a. Um, my shop is nothing special. It's basically a hole under the house, and at the moment, everything that's anything that's paper is basically going damp because of the because of the weather. I cover everything I've got with tarpaulins, but that's the only work area I've got. I've, I don't have a covered shop or anything like that. So, um, for me, having something like Tassie oak has got to be tough. But also with my tools, um, like I've spent probably the last three years just buying 
uh, you know, starting off with with the cheapest of machinery. Um, and I, I think I've got a um, $150. I think I paid at, at, at Aldi for a planer thicknesser. You know, and the the plane is no good because you can't get the the you can't get the um, the 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 guide to sit at 90 degrees because it, it's it's off. So I don't use that unless I'm just simply flattening something. I can I can use it for that. But the planer itself is actually is actually very good, and you know, so I've got a with those lengths of um, a Tassie oak at forty two mil um, or forty two centimeters. That sorry, forty two mil. Um, you know, I, I get them off you, Mark, and I think they're thirty eight, around about thirty eight wide. So I just I just mill it down to that. So that's the only thing I use that for. Um, but they're great, you know. They're they're good, and they're and, you know when you and like I said, it's it's a challenge in itself going to Bunnings and actually getting yourself that wood because you've just got to make sure it's all bloody straight. Because some of it looks like a banana. <laughs> yeah, with I wanted to have a chat to you about because you you do you do two different types of guitar, and you've you've got I think it's the bass model that you do. Um, with the piezo pickup or piezo pickup or however, you know, a million different people describe it, say the word different ways. Um, do you, obviously, you also build, however, um, another range of guitars which aren't, which don't use cigar boxes. You actually build the boxes yourself, is that right? Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's where I've really moved to in, in the last, you know, few months is, is really not building hardly any cigar boxes, you know, most of them are boxes that I've made up. Yep. And uh, and that, again, is sort of kind of to strengthen my line of guitars so they, you know, they look like mine. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they look really good. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I do. I build two, no, two main models. I build, you know, a, a Pisa pickup model and then one with a humbucker in it. Yeah. So there's, and that's the premium one, and um, and that's actually a larger guitar. You know, I've had two of them side by side. It's got a bigger body, and um, and it's a longer neck. I actually use it. I mm. use two different scar lengths. Yeah. So you know, on the on the two two guitars, just to you know stand them apart, and because I sell them for about oh, I don't know 100, 100, 120 dollars difference. You know, so yep. I suppose you got to have something nicer about them. So the 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 um, humbucker guitar's got a. Uh, volume and tone and and uh, and you know and the humbucker so it's um, yeah it's it's a, it's a nice playing guitar it sounds pretty good when you you know stick it through a decent amp. Are Australian pickups on those? Um, they're all parts pickups, you know. So okay. I get them you know through all parts and they're um, um, a CNK. I think it's what they put in the cheaper um, PRS guitars that come out of you know Asia. Yeah, I'll stand up for those, mate. I'm using those as well. With um... I actually thought you were using some guy in South Australia, wasn't he making like cigar box guitars, three pole and four pole hummies? Yeah, yeah. I, I have um, used yeah, Uncle Rob's pickups in Adelaide, and I've, I've yeah. used those as well. Um, but um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just found that the the humbucker well, it reduced noise for a start. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, and it was just a, an easy cutout. I could just pop it into, you know, to any guitar. You know, it's it got the surround as well, which is which makes life, uh, which yeah. makes life a lot easier too, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. I've just got. I just use, you know, one. I don't. I don't use many power tools. You know, one. One, one of the things I've done in the last year is move my whole production from my garage um, down to the shop. You know, here in Oakley, which is only around the corner, but. Um, it, it just it just means that I'm at the shop all the time rather than sort of in the mornings here than the yeah. afternoons down there, and uh, but I wanted to get rid of a lot of the noise by doing that. Mm. So I, I don't use many power tools at all, and um, but the router is one thing I do. It just you know so it's just easy to drop a humbucker 
um, into a, you know, a nice, nicely routed hole. Yeah. Yeah. And how? Because yeah. you've got it. You do a you do a neck thread. Oh, sorry, I have to excuse, excuse me because I'm actually online at the moment. I'm looking at the guitar right now, and uh-huh. they're just again. I'm going to say it. You have your branding down really, really well because you can when you see it, you know it. And um, I think you're using, I think you're using Instagram really, really well. Um, you know, you're on there, you're putting the products up there and, you know, it's, I think it's actually, it's actually working quite well for you because when they come up, I kind of look at it, oh yeah, oh yeah, I I know that's, that's a Buzzbox guitar straight away, you know, Uh and that's really, you know, that's, that's, that using that marketing and that idea of that marketing actually is, it's working quite nicely. And I like the fact that you're doing it in the, um, in the piezo version as well as the um, as well as the uh, the pickup version as well, I just think that's yep. a, that's a it's a really nice kind of you, you're covering you know two birds with one stone. But how are you doing the? Because um, obviously with the pickup, you, you you're routing the hole in there, and you've if you've got a support piece inside, you've got a support piece inside that neck. So that probably explains why the boxes are a little longer because you've got it probably a good four. Would you have a good four inches inside inside that box where it's where it's screwed on? Um, yeah, I think I've got um, at, at the neck. I've only got fifty uh, millimeters, so so that's a couple of inches. Yep. And um, yeah, and then the back end, um, yeah, is four inches. Yeah, that's right. It's hundred hundred millimeters yeah, at the back. So, and then uh, that sits underneath the bridge. Yes, it does. So I, again, I just use I, I just yeah, use one length of tassie oak and yep. then. Basically, cut it, cut it down, and and the, and the off cut, you know, is the bit that sits underneath. Yep. You know, when I when I, when the you know for the pickup to drop in in, yeah. that, in spot. So, but I like the fact that it does have that that extra length because uh, in the because um, I did a I mean I did a video repair probably oh god it might be a year ago now where um, uh, um, one of my customers brought down uh, a guitar and it, it was a stunning guitar it was absolutely beautiful but there was no there was no room but the the person who built it had basically put there, there wasn't really anything holding the neck onto the body, you know. You know what I mean. So yep, I can see yep. it's very clever what you've done there. Is actually just keeping that humbucker back a little bit, and and giving that extra extra room underneath the neck there. So you don't actually do you have any any timber coming through um, protruding through the front of the box, yeah, as in a heel, or is it all inside? Nah, nah, that's all inside. Yeah, no, very just, cool. Just run straight in. So yeah, I've often thought about a heel, but you know the heels only. Only there as you know, in some ways, as in a way to attach it to the box. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so because I'm going straight through the box, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and, and it also means too that you know, with with these guitars, when when you want to play up at the fifteenth, seventeenth, nineteenth fret, yeah, um, a heel's going to cause some problems because the whole guitar's a bit smaller than normal. Mm. Um, so it means you can sort of you know get up and you know over it quite yeah. easily without you know because there's no heel there. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I like that. That's 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 quite uh, that's 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 quite a nice nice design uh, aspect of it. Um, I want to have a chat to you about using the, the you know you're using Instagram. Do you use Facebook very much? Um, no, I mean, I mean I do, but it's but I don't use it. It's just a duplication of Instagram. The actual yeah. photos go straight through to Instagram. Yeah. Um, uh, from Instagram to Facebook, and. Um, yeah, but you, you do. I mean, you develop a, a different different group of people. You know, yeah. I find that a lot of my yeah. um, 
Instagram people are overseas, yeah. whereas my Facebook people are more local. You know? yeah. So I, I don't know where that's you know, yeah. something that other people find as well, but that's how it's working. Yeah. You learn Yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're becoming more of a fan of Instagram, Mark? Oh, I love Instagram, mate. It's yeah. much easier. I, I like the, like and there's the less visual. politics. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, I want to get on. I want to get onto that in a little bit. So I want to get your your opinion, guys. I don't know whether you heard the the. I don't know whether you listened to the podcast last week, but um, I had a little something to say about that. So I wouldn't mind getting your two cents worth. But I won't. Don't worry. I'm not going to put you in it. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, so how how important do you think uh, social media is to your business, Mark? Um. Well, at the moment, I, I, I always struggle with it. I think, am I wasting my time, you know, like this, you know, putting yeah. up nice photos all the time? But then I think, well, it's kind of probably just reinforcing things, you know? So yeah. it's just, you know, it's just adding to what you do and people like it when they see something and they tell someone. And, you know, I like it when they share it with someone's name on it, you know, they're telling someone about, you know, what I've made. Yeah. And I, I, yeah to me, that's really nice, you know, that they, they would do that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, just, my business, like anyone's business, is pretty, you know, it's, it's not big. Yeah. So you've got to just grab anything that, that half works. Yeah. You know, someone said to me the other day, you know, why do you put your guitars on Gumtree? And I said, well, because every now and then someone buys one. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not regularly, just God every forbid. now and then, you know. God forbid so, you have a business and you're trying and you're trying to put your product out there so people are going to buy it. You know, yeah. no, Mark. What you need to do is find a cave somewhere, and you need to build your guitars only with rocks and sharp sticks, yes. and close the door. And when someone stumbles across your cave, that's when you will sell to them. You know, yeah. yeah. It's just so. Yeah. That, so they, yeah, you just. Yeah, I mean, to me, you just got to try everything. You know, got to. Get, I only use Instagram and Facebook, but, um, you know, I send some things out by email promotion and, um, you know, I mean, obviously there's there's markets and festivals and my own website and, and, um, you know, the the shop that I've got. So you just got to use everything to try and get a sale. Well, actually, the markets are fantastic. You're doing Marrickville Market tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I am. I actually haven't been there for about a year, but I, I used to go every Sunday. Yeah. And um, but just found the whole thing a bit of a drag. So I was also working, you know, six days a week building the thing. So, yeah. um, so I had a break, but yeah, I'm going back tomorrow. And um, yeah. yeah, that's a good market. Yeah, it's inner city Sydney, so there's a lot of bearded people there, yeah. and they like that sort of thing, you know. So yeah. they like these guitars, and and um, you know. Over the over the couple of years that I've been there, they've, yeah. it's, it's been good. You know, I've sold quite a few. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably in a, a bit of a quandary at the moment because I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm set for doing a market tomorrow, but it, it'll be the first one I've done since November. But I think I, I'm probably going to um, give them a call and just let them know I'm not going to go because it's just I, I think it's gotten to a point now where I can either I can either go to a market and sell the guitars which are, which is great but the problem is for me it's just because it's just it's just me basically me um i've got orders up the bloody wazoo at the moment it's getting a little bit it's getting a little bit silly um yep. i just don't have time to build so because i'm a full-time teacher i don't have the uh, the luxury of working during the day basically so i i don't my build time basically is anywhere between um 4 30 in the afternoon and, and six at night I'll, so I'll get anywhere between an hour and a half and two hours a day. And then on the weekends, um, you know, I, I tend to have a couple more hours. I have less now some reason because of these, the, you know, these crazy podcasts. I don't know why. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm giving myself too much work. Yeah, but I, I think that's, 
I, I think you're in a very luxurious kind of situation in a way, which which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's you know and being able to you know have your you know have you kind of having your cake and eat it too. Your your lucky thing because you've got your store, you, you're doing your teaching, but on top of that, you've also you know you do have that time now where you've because you've taken your sh- your work to the shop. You're kind of encased in it until five thirty or whatever, and then you know you don't take work home with you. No, no. no. Well, no. there's and there's there's the thing because I find myself sneaking down. You know, I get in trouble from the boss upstairs because she's like, "Where is he? Where? Oh, are you back down there again?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know about you, Mark. Do you, I mean, you're you're in a lucky kind of situation as well. I know because you've got your you've got your, um, your home and workers. A similar type of thing, but you still doing the casual casual um, uh, furniture furniture work? I am. I'm doing yeah, a little bit of uh, antique restoration. Yeah, but yeah. it's only a couple of days a week. But yeah. I'm very lucky because I've got a pretty pretty big workshop here at home. Yeah, so I spend most of my time in there doing packing orders mostly. I get very little time to build guitars these days. You did say packing orders or something else. Packing orders. Packing. What would you like to me instead? Let's 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 look into this. What did you think I said? <laughs> the, the cricket was going at the same time, and it sounded like you said something else. Orders something something in orders. Yeah, fracking. Oh, no, fracking. Yeah, yeah, that it's one. <laughs> <laughs> who's got the cricket? Fracking. Who's who's got Jiminy there? No, that's not oh, me. It's, it's me. It's you. Oh, is that a is that a frog or a cricket? A frog, man. It's a frog. Pet frog. Yep. yep. No, no, no. Just <laughs> Oh my I'm god! Away. So, with your markets, sorry, Mark, I digress. <laughs> Just I'm off on the off, off off of the bloody pixies today. Um, with the markets, are you? Um, I've seen the pictures. Bloody hell! What was that? I've seen the pictures on Instagram, and um, uh, uh, of the market setup. That's a big stall. Is that a six by three? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I've got two two gazebos and. So sometimes, you know, both three by three. So sometimes do a six by three. And, um, yeah, it just depends where it is and, you know, how busy it's going to be. So some of those aren't, um, you know, weekly markets. Some of those are music festivals. So, you know, I do quite a few folk festivals. I yeah. find they're, they're quite successful. And, um, yeah, so I just, just do a bigger stall because I'm there all weekend and need quite a bit of stock. And, yeah. you know, just you just want a place that looks a bit inviting as well. People come into and can... Well, hang around and, and listen and play. So. Were you there today? No, no, not today. No. no. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah, no, I just do, I normally just do the folk festivals on the south coast. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's funny because you would sort of think these instruments might work best with blues festivals, mm. which, which I know you've been to, but, um, yeah, yeah, I've just found that, for me, the folk festivals have been really successful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that it's it's that blues and roots kind of idea, and I think when people see them, that I, I do feel because I suppose of Justin Johnson and people like that, because Justin Johnson to me is definitely more folksy than he is blue, the you know blues based, and yeah. I think there's there's a very strong tendency for people to um, to associate it with with folk music a bit. I don't personally because I don't. I'm not a big fan of folk music. I mean, I, I find it a little. Heavy metal. Well, yeah. I mean, I come from a metal background, but even even though I come from a heavy metal background, I I I always had a great love of of blues music because I knew that that's where it all came from. Because I also loved Hendrix. 
So anything that basically had a screaming guitar in it, that's that's where I came from. So when I got into Hendrix, I got into, you know, Marty Waters, I got into B.B. King, I got into... And it would be, always be something I'd... I wouldn't listen to it consistently, but I would always cycle back cycle back to it. Like, I'd listen to Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer and all that sort of stuff, and then I'd go to some, you know, the older school stuff, you know, like, you know, your Black Sabbath and Led Zepp and things like that, and then rotate, but it... Every three months or every four months or so, I'd go back into a two or three week period where I'd I'd have to get back into Hendrix. So then I'd have to get back into. Whereas now, I think, I think it's called. There's a technical term for it, and I think it's called becoming an old fart. Um, where I'm not like you know I'm not listening to metal anymore. It's like I'm I'm putting on things like you know I'm putting on things like you know it's uh, all, all the old blues guys. I'm fine. I just discovered Eric Bibb last night, you know, and I sat there and went, "Wow, look at that guy play." You know, he's just I always see you as a, you know, a dark side trance sort of dancing guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't dance. <laughs> I never have been able to slam. Yeah, mosh, yeah, did that, you know. Um you know, no, I think it's those, kind of, it's those kind of backgrounds too that you come from that um, sort of form how you make instruments, you know, yeah. because I, I've come from just an acoustic background, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I teach guitar and I've got, got guitars coming out of my ears, but I only play acoustic guitar, you know, if yeah. I pick one up, that's all I want to do. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm constantly kind of driven as I'm making a guitar to try and get the best acoustic sound out of it, you know, yeah. so... So the heavier I can make it with it, the more timber running through the neck, the yep. better sustain I can get out of it. Mm. Yep. And, and, I, and I've messed around with acoustic instruments. And, and again, that's probably why I don't, I don't really make many ukuleles because, because you know, the Romeo and Juliet box is a bit of a dog of a box, you know. Yep. It's not, you know it doesn't resonate very nicely, you know. So it doesn't actually – you put them up you – know, you put that up against the normal ukulele and it uh, doesn't sound very nice, you know. I so, think you've got to flip them, though. I think you've yeah. got to, I think you've got to flip them because it's the it's the, the the ply on the back is a bit thinner and I find it resonates a little bit more myself. But, that, but that's not oh, end. It's actually a veneered MDF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But it's just it's just a lot. I, I I I mean I quite like the I quite like the tone of it. Hang on, I've got one kooky little one here. And please excuse it because it's not. I haven't I haven't tuned it up. Yeah, prepared this one earlier, Morris. Yeah, you know, but you know, I can't, you know, I haven't tuned it, you know. But it's got, like, if you listen to it, it sounds like shit. So, <laughs> now it doesn't. I like it. They're fun. Uh, <laughs> They're fun. But um, but I, I like the idea. One thing I want to head towards is. Um, you know, some more acoustic type instruments. I've been working with, you know, building some tenor guitars. Yeah, oh, wow. And uh, just building them out of, you know, square boxes. Yeah. You know, the whole idea of curves scares me, you know. It's too much like a woman, you know. Yeah. So, but, uh, <laughs> but square boxes, you know, but if you work with some nice tone woods, I think you could use, you know, be building some nice acoustic instruments yeah. um, in the same cigar box tradition, you know, mm. in that same style. So. Oh, for sure. And tenor, uh, it's, uh, I've, you know, I've, I know, Mark, you've, you've, done, you've done very well with four string guitars as well um, you know and and they're great fun I, even doing them as a uh, as a three string there's a guy in the states that I absolutely love and he does these fantastic YouTube clips and and oh, the elder what's it the elder guitars or something like that he just builds all he does is build them out of he builds them out of old pallets and things like that and they're they're not fretted they're just I mean they're as rudimentary as you can possibly get and he sticks the the gnarliest looking pickups in them uh, but 
bloody hell, they're fun. You know, and he does them in three string. I don't think he does a four string in it. Um, but he only does them in three strings. But I, I remember building one, building one like it. I got inspired to do one. And everyone, I took it to the markets and everyone just went nuts over it. But they're too afraid to buy it. It did eventually sell, but everyone people look at that and then they go to the cigar box guitar, you know. But um, but they're good fun, and the tenor guitars are great fun. But you're doing it as an acoustic, so I haven't done an acoustic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just trying to get you know, just a nice, nice sound of it, warm sound. Of yeah. It. Now, would you use a piezo for that, or you're just going to leave it acoustic? Uh well, I was. Yeah, I'd leave them acoustic, but I'm even thinking of um, going to a better, you know, like a K&K Mini pickup, you know, like a better acoustic pickup. In yeah. There, which, um, you know, it moves into a different a different level, really. Because, well, it's a different know, price point, for sure. Using K&K. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to do that. I, I know that, what's his name in the States, Ray or Roy, he's using a lot of those lace sensor pickups, you know, and they're 100, I think they're 120... 120 here on sale at the moment. I think one of the one of the um, supply companies has got the the lace pickups for sale for about 120s. But if you're thinking about you know selling a guitar, I mean, I, I heard once if you if you want to make money proper, if you properly want to make money on on a guitar that you're building, the idea is that you get your pro, you get your the parts that go into it, and you basically have to multiply it by four. You know, so it, it depending on how much, and that was the idea. That was a guideline that that um, I mean, I'll, I'll quote that. That's that's quoting or, or uh, the Luthierist podcast um, from yeah. probably about a year or so ago. I remember them saying that, and um, and I, I suppose I suppose with pricing, and you can talk, you can, God, you can talk the ears off with pricing. You know, you can talk forever about it, but um, on that yeah, note, that's, look, that's, that's exactly the figure I use. Dinner, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I've just hit a critical mass with dinner, mate. I have to keep going. Keep going. That's fine. No, thanks, guys. All right, well, Mark, Mr. Wilmot, thank you so much. Um, I'll, I'll right, keep mate, chatting with, with Mark. Thanks again, mate. I'll be in touch with you soon about those fretboards. Yeah, no worries, Adam. Good to have you on, Mark. Okay, thank you. Yep. Thanks, nice mate. Have a good See dinner, you. mate. What are you having? Uh, potato and uh, bacon soup. Oh, nice. Jeez. Jeez, I like that. That sounds, that's, that sounds a step away from pea and ham soup. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have peas in it, so it tastes good. <laughs> All right, mate. It's good talking to you. All right, see you, guys. See you, have mate. Fun. Bye. Thank you, Mr. Wilmot. And uh, Mark, you there? Yeah, yeah. Good man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I think we've I was just going to say that that's exactly the pricing I use. You know, I use it between four or five times yeah. the cost of the goods, you know. So yeah. It's, um, and I think yeah. what that does, I think that what does... That what that does for us is it, it basically it covers it covers the labour and the time and I, I think that um, because I mean let's be honest there's arguments left right and centre uh, uh, between um, between hobby builders and or I suppose if you want to use the term traditional builders you know people who are kind of building them and and. It's not necessarily they're not necessarily doing it for a business. Now I'm doing I'm doing it for a business, so I completely understand where you're coming from, right? Because I, I know this is your life. You know this is your livelihood. Uh, for me, my livelihood is teaching. However, I would like eventually to move into you know doing this, doing this full time in some in some form or another. You know, uh, depending. Yep. You know, it's you know whether it's with a shop or whether it's with whatever. Eventually, I would like to. Um, but 
you know, when, when you do see some people say, oh, God, you know, well, someone's selling their guitar for $120 or they're selling it for $79, you know, and you've got your guitar for $450, why does your guitar cost more? And, and you sit there and say, okay, well, you know, and, and some people get it. Let's be honest, most people get it. Most people understand it, you know. But you do find that you, we, there, there is that fringe element that kind of sit there and turn their nose up. And they turn their nose up at things like um, advertising as well. Um, sorry, I had a whinge and a bitch about this last week on the podcast and it just, it just sticks me because it, it, it makes life difficult for those people who have a real passion um, or have a passion. I don't want to say real passion because those other people, you know, um, you know, God bless them, they've, they've got a real passion too about it. But wanting to do this for a living is not a bad thing. In fact, it's it's an amazing thing to, to be able to, to, to build these. But I'm very excited about these guitars that you're, you know, the, the, the tenor instruments. I'd, I'd love to see. Are you going to be posting picks as you kind of progress through, depending on whether or not you decide you want to go down that road? Which, which road, sorry? The, the tenor guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I might just make them every now and then, but I just sort of keep keep working with, with Tonewoods and, and whatever, you know, getting the right sound. I mean, yeah. it's just this sort of never-ending quest to get it, you know, sounding right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm sort of happy. I mean, I've sort of, as I, you can see on the website, I've sort of simplified the, the model range a bit and, yeah. and just make the Piso one and the Humbucker one and then make them in a three-string or a four-string. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and... and um, you know, I, I, oh, I don't know. I mean, you're right. It is a battle, sort of. It is trying try to get the, the commercial mm. side of it right because yeah. you do want to make money. And for me, it's it's something about doing something by hand that yeah. I really enjoy. So in in some ways, I don't really care if I make money. But then you know, I still got to pay the bills, so I've got you to make bills money. to pay. You've got <laughs> food on the table, and you've got you know, it's yeah. and it also means that whatever you know, making that money goes into building the you know, building you know, the next one. And I and I yeah. and the other thing is that the more money you make and I don't want to sound greedy when I say this but the more money that you make the better the equipment you can get the better the timbers you can get or the better you know just it, it allows you that opportunity to I think be more creative as you've done by doing by spreading into this new range of guitars which you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of I absolutely love them and they're great yeah, no, you're right. I, I spent a fortune on tools, you know, and, yeah. and and again moving down the shop, I've decided, you know, to get rid of these power tools. So, yeah. you know, just hand saws. You know, yeah. I mean, I've I've spent you know seven hundred dollars in the last few weeks just on two hand saws yeah. Yeah. from you know Lee Nelson in America because mm. they're just they're beautiful and they you know they cut beautifully and yeah. you know they're just just amazing. So you're just cutting through this hardwood. And it feels like yeah. you're cutting butter. Well, I've um so, I must admit I, I know how you feel because my both I've got two band saws and both of them are just giving me the absolute poops at the moment because they're, they're, one's going offline i think that you know the, the bearings are not working in the new one and all this sort of stuff and and as much as i'm trying to fix it, i've now got to the point where i said okay well i'm gonna get a new band and you know get a new saw blade and all that sort of stuff but quite frankly i don't want to go out and do that so i've actually been doing the same thing i've been using hand saws and japanese that you know the japanese hand saws and the pull saws and all that sort of stuff and I've really been enjoying it. I've actually really been enjoying getting away from... But the problem with it, of course, is that it takes two, three times longer. You know, whereas... Yeah, it does, you know. But, uh, yeah, and, and I've, I've, I've got to, you know, you've got to decide, well, how many can you make mm. a week? You know, I mean, yeah. I don't work quite full-time, but, you know, quite a few hours a week, and I sort of budget. If I could make four a week, Yeah. Um, you know, then I'm doing well. And, 
And um, I mean, because even just you know, like the next, you know, I don't know how you do yours, but mine are all sort of hand carved. You yeah, know, I've got to, yeah. You know, doing the whole lot. With, I, um, yeah, no, I tend to use because I've got, I've got because I've got arthritis in my shoulder. It's very difficult to do a, a hell of a lot of sanding. So I've got to be, I've got to be a little bit careful. So what I do tend to do is I tend to use uh, a table router for with mm-hmm. a wide, with with a wide deep. Um, cut you know to, yeah, to create yes. a, a nice hand shape but then when I bring it over I'm then able so that basically what the table router does is that the table router does for me the job of uh, a spoke shape yes for example yeah. it's faster as well but then when I bring it over to the table that's when I'll, I'll do the hand sanding that's when I'll do the wrap around with you know with the you know with the um, you know going across grain to, to create the curve in the neck that's when I then I'll you know, be going back from you know your 120 to your 180 to your 240 to your 400 grit. You know, gee, that's that's pretty fine. On the net, yeah, I do like <laughs> it for, I, I do like the 400. Um, I, I do like it, especially on the oak. Um, yeah. I don't need I'm, it, I'm, and I don't. I'm, I'm, I will admit, I don't do it all the time. I usually stop. I usually stop at about 320. But if I don't have 320, if I can't get it, and I'll go to 400. So it's it's either 320 that I stop at, or I either stop at 400, depending on what sandpaper I've got. Yeah. So, I like to keep a, um, a kind of a not a rough feel, but yeah. I like some of the the rasp. Yeah. You know, file marks to still be in there. Yeah. Um, but then I, I'm, I sort of only go down to 120. Yeah. And um, then you sanding sealer, so that's you know that's okay. filling up some of the grain yeah, and yeah. filling up some of those rasp. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then once I get the Scandinavian oil over mm. the top of that, um, it's got this kind of still rough look about yeah. it. Um, but it's it's not rough deal. It's just got it's a, a bit of know, character, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit of character. Right. Well, I'm like that with the um with actually with the table router because I I, I like to leave the, that burn in. You know what I mean? Like you do get that burn every now and again when you you know when you when you, when you sit there and it'll sit there for just that little bit long. You get yeah. that little burn, to say, and I tend to keep that in just a little bit. I quite see. I quite like that. I think it's the maker's mark almost. I, uh, I was listening to another podcast just recently where someone was saying that they like doing that. They like leaving. Uh, actually, I tell you, it was it was um, uh, Andrew from down in Melbourne um, from uh, Harvester Guitars, and uh-huh. he like I like he's he's one of my favourite electric guitar builders. He's just he just builds these amazing. Um, electric guitars and like I'm, I'm very similar in, in a way that I, I, li- I like leaving that maker's mark it's, it's not that case of I want to make it good and I want to make it well but I like it sometimes when I find that little file mark in there and it's yep, like yep. I'll leave that or um, it could be you know the I'm going through a stage at the moment where I'm fixing up Tesco guitars I'm, I'm re, um, redoing them getting them in buying them cheap um, and you know if I can if I can fix them I'm actually bringing them back to life um, so I'm really loving doing, you know, doing that at the moment too. So it's, and they're not perfect, you know, when they, you know, when they come back, they, they, you know, they've got bumps and scratches and, you know, do you refinish it? Well, no. What I like to do though is um, where, where it's gone through to the, you know, and it's, and it's all plywood. It's hilarious. It's, it's plywood and, and they resonate like you've got no idea. It's just, they're fantastic. They're, be- they're better than my Strat. I've got a Stratocaster upstairs, a lovely Strat, and they sound better acoustically than the Strat does. And um, but you know I, I like to kind of again show that maker's mark a little bit or just show the history. Um, one of the ones I'm I'm working on from last night, some guy in the states or some kid or whoever might have had it actually scratched their name into the into the base plate underneath the um, the neck heel, and yeah, he's actually yeah. he's actually scr- scratched his name in there 
And, well, do I go and buy a new scratch heel or do I keep that history? Yeah, what was his name? Was it Eric Clapton? No, yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey. Corey, just wrote oh, his sorry. name, Corey. Corey yeah. Clapton. Corey oh, Clapton. Yeah, it's Corey Clapton, his cousin. <laughs> you know, um, but I see, I love that. So I left it. You know, I, yeah, I, I love that honesty. And I think that that's, that's a very honest, um, a very honest uh, way of approaching uh, your instruments. Just before we go. I kind of got to a good good time. I suppose it's dinner time for most of us now. Um, I'm doing soup beer, tonight. No, what are you doing? Time. What are you doing for dinner tonight? Mm, well, I want a few beers first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got. What have I got? I've got a. I've got a wild yak, Pacific yeah. ale. I'm technically Jeez. off the booze at the moment, but I do treat myself to a beer once every couple of days. So you, you must be doing well, wild yak. I'm just I'm just drinking you know, Carlton Draft. Oh well, like I said, I've been saving up for this one. So it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, I only get I only get about two or three bottles of beer a week. So I, I do like to to um, just being healthy, just trying trying to be nice, healthy. Nice. But it's very nice, actually. It's a, it's a it's a really lovely drop. Um, yeah, your wife must love you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, just before we go, what's uh, two questions I'm going to ask you, and I haven't prepped you for these, so it's it's all right. But they're not they're not bad questions. The first question is, what's your tip for someone who wants to start building cigar box guitars or has just started building cigar box guitars? What's your tip? What's my tip? Yeah. Um... <sighs> Don't be afraid of the mistakes. You know, I mean, I've still got I've still got a few in the garage that just never worked. You know, so if it doesn't work the first time, just either try to fix it up, or, you know. But don't be afraid of those. You know, because you just you'll make another one and it'll get better the next time. You know, so you, there's a there's a very good chance that your first one will be a dog. Yeah. You know? So a <laughs> very good chance. And uh, yeah, I've got photo I've got photo photos that agree with you on that one. Mine's, yeah, yeah, my first one's yeah. a shocker. <laughs> I mean, I look at the. I've still got number one, you know. So I number them all, you know. I've done done about I don't know 350 or something, and and I've got number one sitting in there, and it's just totally unplayable. <laughs> and yet, when I first strung it up and put strings on it, it was the most amazing kind of feeling or yeah. sound, you know. Just just to put those first strings on it, it was, it was still acoustic then, and, and just to strum it, it just sounded so good. Could you play and, slide uh, then? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, just 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 keep persevering because it's anything you know you, you do like that's an art. You've got yeah. to work on it until you, until you get it right. Absolutely. And um, yeah, just 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 keep just keep you know going with it. All right, fantastic. Yeah. And and the very last question: What is your secret weapon in the shop? My secret weapon. What's oh. your secret weapon? Secret weapon. Oh, well, my latest one, because I, I suppose, because I, I, I keep discovering, you know, I keep thinking this is going to be the range, this is going to be it, and then I keep thinking, no, no, I need to do this to it, I need to do this to it, and some, someone says something. But I, I was at a, at a folk festival down south of Sydney at uh, Cabago Folk Festival in, in, in January, and this luthier came up, you know, and it's always quite scary when a luthier comes up, yeah. looks at your stuff and introduced himself, and he had a look at the, what I was doing. And at that stage, I was using a, a timber, I was using a Tasmanian oak bridge. Yep. So I was just using a piece of moulding that was a triangular shape and using that as the bridge. Yes. And he said to me, um, what you need to do is lift those strings higher so they, they'll, they'll, um, they'll transfer the tone a lot better. Yep. And uh, so straight away, I thought, okay, I'll do that, you know. So my secret thing now is just to put a proper 
intonated bridge on every guitar. Yep. So I get that from, you know, Mr. W's. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. um, the steel cause ones, Because yep. they make the three and the fostering ones. That's you know, right. He gets those in, so yep. you just drop them straight in. There's nothing you have to do to them. And um, and, and I, I, I did an AB, you know, put, put one with a wooden bridge yep. and one with this metal intonated bridge, and the tone difference was amazing. Yeah. You, know, you, could, you could hear it, you know, two identical guitars. Yep. So um, that's my secret weapon at the moment for increasing the tone is just make sure you've got a decent bridge. So, Good you know, steel probably, bridge. Probably, probably metal for um, electric guitars would be the, yep. you know, whatever the metal may be, but make sure it's transferring nicely well, and I've you know, it's re- reasonably tall. You yeah. know, reasonably tall. Well, I've become such a fan of those bridges myself over the last, you know, over the last how many for many years I've been using them simply because it's so bloody easy to earth. You don't have to stuff around, especially if you're using an electric guitar pickup, a magnetic pickup. You forget about it. it. Just, I mean, the amount of time I try and figure out. Okay, well, if I if I can put a you know, a fret down at the bottom where, you know, where the strings come through the bass, you know, and, and yeah. that way they're touching them. How am I going to get a piece of wire to that and then to get to that to the to the output jack or to the volume pot? And then I'm going, well, no, maybe I'll, do, I'll put a, a suspended bridge and I'll put a fret in it and I'll have to drill through the bridge and drill the wire and then hammer the fret on top of the wire and put that on. Oh, my God. They're so much easier, and I have to agree with you. They they are a lot. They resonate a lot more. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do definitely agree with you, Mark. Thank you so so much for um for for being on the on the podcast today. I know it was relatively short notice, so I really appreciate your time. Yeah, pleasure. pleasure. Uh, it's Thank been absolutely great. I really look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future. What's happening? Please keep posting on Instagram. I'm loving the um. Uh, the uh, the pictures that you're putting up there and um, thank you so much mate it's it's been a pleasure talking to you okay good to talk right yeah catch up soon talk to you later mate take care thanks Adam Bye. bye and a very 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 big thank you to Mark Wilkes from Buzzbox Guitars and Village Guitars in Oatley which is not on the Central Coast as I've just discovered now Oatley's down south. So there you go. You learn something new every day. Um, and again, I'm a very big fan of his guitars, have been for a long time. So do yourself a favour. Uh, go and check those guitars out, Buzzbox Guitars and uh, and his store as well, especially if you're in the Sydney region and you're in the South Sydney region uh, near Oatley. Uh, go and check his shop out if you get a chance to pop in. Give us a buzz. Send us a message. Let us know uh how you go and um this is adam from birdwood guitars so remember if you ever need any birdwood guitars come and see me i'm i'm the bloke with the birdwood guitars guitars um but yeah that was episode 18 and uh we'll be back next week with the cigar box guitar Builder podcast